Right folks, welcome back to episode 2 of Bulletproof Mindset um, So last episode, we obviously, you, you guys heard a little bit about James's background Today we will go into some of mine and just chat some more shit and take Yeah, we're just going to chat some shit because obviously Mindale's journey is a little bit different uh, He's been training a lot longer than me And he's also, if you don't know A lot the, bigger <laughs> <laughs> Is that all is it? <laughs> Is that oh, the one you were no, going no, with that one? No, no, no. no. <laughs> he, he squats and deadlifts uh, less than me. Being, being, being bigger is a bit, um, bit weird. But anyway, I, I've obviously, for you who don't know Dale, he is quite business-minded as well, in a, in a really good way. Uh, not just business-minded and making money, just he knows how to get the right results for the right things. So obviously, we've got to go into that as we go, but I just yep. wanted to give Dale a wee compliment. Because oh, I don't, thanks, usually, don't usually give them... No, no, we're not usually much. slagging each other. Uh, yeah, usually slagging each other. But I think compliments are... Should be the, should last be time how, how to take a compliment. How to take a compliment. So they should be given. they should be given at certain times. So obviously, let's get into your story. Right. Obviously, we I think we spoke a lot about how we started, but mm-hmm. let's go into a bit more. Right. So um, I've, you just jump in and uh, question anything that I'm not making sense of. But I started so eh. Everything. Everything. Right. So I was born in nine. <laughs> 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 no. So um, so I'm twenty year twenty eight years old. I would say a big chunk of my career and where I was before I got into fitness. I worked for um I, I worked for BT Telecoms Company. Um I started an apprenticeship and that was my first kind of taste of business in the corporate world. And don't get me wrong, I was there for I think I think I want to say it's eight years. It was eight or nine years that I ended up being there. Learned a lot, met a lot of an amazing people and um, climbed the ranks and got into leadership very early on. I think I was about six months in, and this is where. So anyone that follows me, it's Coach Crosser. So my name actually stemmed from the corporate workplace. <laughs> <laughs> so Coach Crosser, I, 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 it's weird that this memory just sticks with me. Uh, so we were we were the first apprentices taking on, um, taking on it like, it's like twelve grand a year, right? So the minimum experience in this place was thirty years. And we were the first new uh, injection of younger people. We were the first apprentices in that place in a long time. There was a group of ten of us, um, and it was things like they would they rolled out a new system on the on the the computer, so a new software to deal with billing inquiries. And because I think it's because mainly we were younger, we were aye, we were computer literate. Um, I remember running on a bank holiday, running a course on how to like PC tips and tricks, and it was. Did you know you can hit Control C and that copies? I'm not even. I'm not even kidding, mate. I done that. I done that, and there was no. Honestly, no, people. But, oh, people wow. were generally. I'm not even kidding. People no, were like, I can imagine. That was actually really good, and this was like my first taste of helping other people, mm-hmm. coaching, mm-hmm. leading, pres- uh, presenting, and. So, so got this job, a couple of months in, picked up the systems really well, our, our whole group did. Um, there was actually a group of us who seemed to excel better than others and we got moved out of the team and got the chance to go into a coaching position. So you were you had a team of like 10 people and then there was each, co- each team had a manager and they had a coach that would help them with the systems and all that sort of stuff. So I managed to get that role and there was a group of new, another new group that ended up coming in the business and I was helping this one wee guy and he's like, ah, you're pretty good at your job. I like, I know. I was like, I'm best coach in here. And he's like, ah, it's like that, that film, Coach Carter, except you're Coach Crosser. And I was like, ah, I, like I like that name. So I changed my Instagram that day. I'm like, so that, that goes back as far as, 
I think it was 20, 2013. That was my Xbox gamer tag. Uh, it was, yeah, yeah, I, it yeah. was everything. I liked uh, it. I had a good rim to it. Rim to it? Ring to it. <laughs> That's a separate story. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was my first experience in getting into the coaching world from a business perspective. And then from there, got my first management position. Um, my wife, Jillian, got a job down south, so I ended up looking... You got a wife? <laughs> you know but this. You don't know this. <laughs> so, uh, we can, we can do, probably do a whole episode on, um, on her alone. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> where am I going? Uh, Why would you say that? You're throwing me off. Uh, right? No, no, go, right, go. So, she, she got a job down south, and with uh, BTB and everywhere, I was like, I'm going to see if I can get a transfer. So, reached out and managed to get a transfer. Lo and behold, the best thing that I'd done for my career because it projected me into um, a more senior position, leadership, and it's where I had probably the most stressful job, but at the same time, I learned a lot from running a team, mm. um, understanding business operations and all that sort of stuff. So I've, I've had eight, nine years of that experience, in, but I, of experience. But as I got closer, uh, once I got my first managing job, two years in, I started to go what's next I'm kind of mm -hmm. bored like I've uh, like I hit some of the best results that that team ever had it was our team I'm kind of just took my own horn here but it's not the work that I've done but I think through my leadership the, the people that I had in that team we managed to smash all the targets we were I believe we were top team mm -hmm. um, and hearing feedback from somebody that's been in the job for 30 years uh, uh, good old John Wade if he ever listens to this I'll never forget the best compliment I ever got is from this guy because he, I got many good compliments, but this guy, I remember getting the team, right? So we sidetrack. so young guy, 20, 21 years old, and you get promoted to manager and it's like, right, new team that you get is usually the new hires that come into business. They don't know you really. You're the, you're the kind of young leader. You get Aye, usually people, young people people really jealous as well Aye, well exactly so so the the whole site there was a bunch of people and it had been in the job for ages and uh, my boss at the time Deb she was like right, I'm going to give you this team you're going to have these people and I was I was shitting it I was like right. this guy's going to like he's going to tear me apart because he was very opinionated right. amazing at his job but uh, I had a um, had a had an opinion on everything and I'm like this guy's going to rip me to shreds Anyway, fast forward six months to a year, and I never forget him saying, "Look, Dale, but you're the managers that I've had in this business. Like you have been the best, one aye, of the best." Aye. And I remember messaging him at Christmas a couple of, like years later after I moved on from that job, and he's like, "Still to this day, man, like you've, you've been that." And I was like, um, "That's what kind of gave me confidence, as you were saying mm -hmm, the last episode, mm -hmm. that you're on the right track and you're doing something." I loved, oh, I aye. loved running teams. I loved being in operation. I knew I was good at it. But it's you still have that, uh, that that doubt in the back of your mind of always you you always you always doubt yourself always oh, yeah, so you always need that reassurance so that's what I talked mm. about in the last podcast about taking the taking the compliments and actually mm. listening to them and then you can improve for the it keeps, it keeps you driven isn't it oh, so, aye, aye. so I was losing that drive and that spark in that job simply because I felt I had conquered everything. the only kind of new thing for me to do was either step up or get another new team of people and just do the same that I had already done it didn't really interest me. Um, this is at the same time Gillian and I were looking to move back up from England mm. so Gillian moved first and then fast forward managed to get another job and uh, in fact this is quite a funny story so I got a job the pay rise I got in this job was insane I think I ended up going from 
just shy of 30k to over 40 in this one move because I went from day working to night working, right? Mm -hmm. And this was all... So four, were you night shifts? Four days on, four days off. So oh, it was two it was 12 and 12, right? So 7am to 7pm, 7am to 7pm. You swapped over 7pm to 7am. That is horrendous. Right? But I, I seem to... I, my drive, some, something that I've I guess missed over here is my, my drive for money. That's where this all stems oh, from. Definitely, definitely. You say it's not from a, at the start, it's not from a money perspective, but honestly, that generally was no, where... No, no, what I'm saying is your, your business acumen is not just... Oh, no, not I, I, no. But I think as well, like, growing up for me, like, any time you asked, like... Oh, how much? How much money do you make? It's like oh, don't you slap in the head oh, and you're right. like, don't well, fucking ask somebody who's. Do, we'll go back to your story. So like, that's what my 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 family would never tell me how much they made, etc., etc., etc. So I end up being really shit with money. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, I would understand spend it. it. Like, uh -huh. like I would like I make what, what one thousand dollars a month. I'm just going to spend it then because uh -huh. I, I don't even know what this means. Aye, this is hundreds of money. Uh, like, yeah, you, you think knows. that's hundreds of money? You yeah. think you think you got to get to a certain age where you're going to make the money that mm -hmm. you, you see other people making anyway? You see that's just the path of where mm -hmm. life takes you. But then you understand. As a fuck. I don't know. I think it must be a. It must be come from like a, a generation of our parents because it was so taboo to talk about money. Oh, I was on money doesn't grow in trees and aye. all this sort of stuff. I was at an event a couple of weeks ago and, was, and like a wee guy was like, mm, but money does grow in trees and all that. <laughs> also, does there, but, so I, I was always driving for money and I remember taking that job in BT because it was like you're a thirteen grand a year apprentice mm -hmm. and your wage jumps up to twenty two and then it climbs to twenty eight and I was like twenty eight grand. I remember one of my old mates got a job in the train and he was making 25k and I was like, if I'm making 25 grand, I am set for life. Mm -hmm. And what a fucking reality check that oh, is when you get I, that money. That's not that much. Just popped in this is bad. We could all check our pay slips in, in the office so everybody's computers are near each other. And I remember one of the older team coaches doing the same job and I'm getting, I think I'm clearing maybe 1300 in my paycheck and I turn around and she's looking at us and I'm like, 2400 man, see if I get to 2400. I've made it. So it was always, to me, it was like, what does a coach make? A coach makes this, right? What does a, a this is a coaching in the in the corporate world. Aye, aye. Uh, what does a manager make? Well, a team manager gets minimum 28 and it climbs up from there. And I'm like, right, there's the goal. I'm going to get from aye, there. Aye. That's going to be my drive. Got to there, right, right, what do I do for you? To get a big bonus or a big jump in your pay, you'd be, you'd be good at your job, right? I'm going to be good at my job. Aye, aye. And as a, as a byproduct, so I'm not even chasing this, this got me good at my craft. Mm -hmm. But that drive for money was always there. Um, and then I got this job in Sheffield, so this four on, four off. Now, at the time, we gave our house up in Nottingham. So Jillian moved back up to her mum's in uh, Falkirk. And <clears throat> what I decided to do, not, I guess it's because I'm a tight bastard. I never seen I never seen the value in paying for a hotel or anything, right? Or paying for some digs. Because we gave up our house in Nottingham. Chef, the, the job I had was in Sheffield, so it was about an hour drive. Right. And I was like, right, you know what? Once we give this house up, I'll come up because I've got four days off. You had the abundance of time. You had all this time, but it kind of ran out. So it, didn't, it went in as quick as you thought, quicker than you thought. And I would drive down before my shift started at seven. So I would have to leave at two in the morning, half one in the morning. Sometimes if I made good time on the motorway at that time, I'd stop into services and shut my eyes for a wee half an hour, 40 minutes. Right. And I would work my 7am to 7pm shift. In this job, they had a kitchen. So I would go down to Tesco and I would grab steaks and I'd make my food. There's a pure gym just down the road. I'd go down there, I'd train, I'd shower, brush my teeth, back up to the car park. So the, the, there's always someone working in that building because it's it was to in case any systems went down in the business. Basically, you were a back, you were you were employed just in case shit goes wrong. And the, so the car park was always accessible. It wasn't a huge car park, but I used to park my car at the back and I'd put my seats down and I'd sleep in there. Seven p.m. Get up about four thirty go down to the gym, 
work out, come back in about an hour before my shift. See, that's, it, that's how money does go on trees. Don't fucking spend it. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but the beauty of this job was people were always in that kitchen cooking. So mm-hmm. then they look like so nobody was going, what are you doing cooking at this time? Ah, yeah, so yeah, I could yeah, go yeah. in there like an hour before my, ch- my, my shift and I could cook some eggs and that. So that's how I managed it. I was like, I'm onto something here. So the, the challenging thing was when you w- finished work at 7pm and then you weren't working until the next morning. Mm. So I joined a David, I know, a Bannantine's gym up in Rotherham and I'd drive there and it was on the motorway. It was just, sorry, it was just off the motorway. It had a service station, it had a Morrison's, but then it had the pulse on and that. So I'd chill in there for four hours until it shut. And then when it shut, I'd drive around to the services with all the lorries. And, and you, just you still sleep. So you've got a wife <laughs> after this? So mm. I, it's quite funny that telling this story because I was like, please don't. Also, I told her. I, 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 I said, Dad's like, don't tell your mum. I said, let's ah, just not I tell know, her parents it's... because you know what parents can be like. Right, what is he but up to, man? Honestly, it was. It, Saved money. Aye. It wasn't. It wasn't all about the money aspect. It's just I didn't value getting a hotel. Aye. I remember once Jillian I, for my birthday or a present. She's like, "I've got your hotel," and I was like, "Didn't need to do that." She's like, "No, I'll go, like go for it. Like actually get a decent sleep and all this." And I was like, "All oh, right, <laughs> 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 I've got your bed to sleep in." <laughs> I know how crazy is that. Uh, that's brilliant. Thanks but, very much. But see, the thing is, I finished work the time I went to the gym and I got home to this hotel because you couldn't check in before. I couldn't check in at seven in the morning, so I checked in at like eight nine at night put my head down, I'm back up at four, and I was like, how much was that? It was like 90 quid, and I was like, that's a waste of money, honestly, I'm cool with sleeping in my car. Aye. Um, so I've done that for six months, and that taught me, like... Aye, a, lot of take, a, lot, a lot of mental resilience <coughs> to do that, you know what I mean? I, I, who are we, were we speaking about this or somebody, I think I was speaking to like one of my clients about this, and it was like, what is it with men that just want to go through... Like, pain? But pain and toughness, and well, I, I don't know if it is a male thing, or it's just... Uh, we, like we're too things are too easy well, for us in this life well I, I don't know if many people are listening but uh, to cease testosterone testosterone one of the things testosterone is, does is the competitiveness so mm. you might be competitive yourself so if you think anything will better you you will do it mm. do you know what I mean if you have high testosterone and you are like, rearing to go then you will do things that will put you out of your comfort zone yeah so for instance that if I got <clears> up and have a cold shower every fucking single morning and, I, put you through and I, I get under with my head and I make sure I shiver before I get my head out. So what I do is I jump in the shower, head under, wait until I'm absolutely freezing. And then when I start shivering, I'll, I'll, I'll just take my head out and obviously wash my body. Mm-hmm. So I'm really fucking freezing, but I make sure I shiver because the whole point is get, getting in that mental resilience. But also it does, it, it, it releases it really releases hormones. As soon as you start shivering, you release, release all these hormones. But obviously doing things like that, that mental resilience, as soon as you come <clears> out of that, you're a different person. Do, you know, do you know what I like? I actually remember sitting in the cell because I couldn't like be on my phone a lot because then I'd have to run my car and keep it charging and the, the car that I had at the time, the charging bit was always fucked. So I remember sitting there and you're just, you're yourself, it's, it's quiet. Mm. You just weigh your thoughts and I was like, I'm going to make it one day and I'm going to remember these moments. That's weird. It gives me shivers thinking aye, about that. Aye. It's a wee bit weird. But uh, Jillian was the same. She's like, See if you like ever like if like our businesses or whatever ever like take off and we're, I would say I'd say I'm successful just now I'd say mm-hmm. made it I, in the say, say, I, honestly I'm serious I say, I say, I say that to John all the time you have to kind of we were sitting back there then we're like we need to think like look we've got a house mm-hmm. um, we're now married we're mm-hmm. now like in a really good position we're yeah, okay, this thing can fucking, always be better. Is this fucking digs at me or something? <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no
<laughs> fucking dirty bastard. <laughs> uh, you, you'll find your person. Oh, you'll find your person. <laughs> um, but I, so I remember, like, like, just appreciating what you've got. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, so I just fast forward to the. Oh, you can ask it any question, but fast forward to the. No, I just I'm, I'm all happy. I'm so, happy. Um, I guess COVID hit was when the wake up call was Is that for when me. you just moved back so did you just move back so up? yeah so I, I done that job for you, six I done that job for six months still so in BT when you came up to Falkirk when did you move into the house for there uh, no so um, we were I was in that job and Gillian had a job through in Edinburgh and then I managed to get a job in Edinburgh and still the BT chain mm-hmm. but it was open reach at the time right so we were um, managed to get a job in open reach and um, through the one of the apprentices that I started with, Leslie, she managed to um, say that this role was coming up. So I got that and then I moved in with Jillian's mum. So we were back to Scotland and we we're just looking for houses. Um, so I was running a team through and running an operation, I would, I'd say more, through in Edinburgh. And through this whole time, I guess something that I'm going to say is I've always been interested in personal training. Like I said, people over those years, mm-hmm. you're the PT guy. Mm-hmm. Or no, you, sorry, you're the, you're the fitness guy. You make me a plan. Can you help me? Why? Why do you do cardio at this time? Or why do you do that? So I always, I was curious about it, and I Aye. started listening to podcasts, started reading up about different things because I was learning with my, my, myself too. Like I went into bodybuilding, I came out of bodybuilding feeling shit, and I was like, right, what else is there? Like, oh, there's, there's this message about chase health. Let me let me see what that's about. Aye. So I'll get into that in, in a wee sec. But that that's always been curious, and I, I remember sitting in pure gyms at like f- half four in the morning, waiting for somebody to to come in. Uh, sorry, training myself, seeing the first PT come in the door, seeing them with her client. I remember thinking, man, I could do better. I, I, I honestly, know that I could do better. I was just like, that's a good, that's a cool job, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, nah, I'm paid well. Like, I'm in a safe job and, and all that stuff. Like, I'm doing good for myself. Like, I, I think that's one of the other thing that uh, parents and that put on you is be, have that safety blanket. Oh, mate. Safety, safety, safety. Uh, you know, you can be in this job for the rest of your life and be nice and comfortable. When I realised, fuck that safety blanket, I became so much happier. Oh, I and and I only I only just done it recently, but I remember leaving school and uh, families like, oh, what are you going to do now? I was going to be a PT. I went to college, and then I was making money. I was making deliveries. Aye. I was doing delivery jobs, and I worked for uh, my stepdad at the time as well. So I was getting cash in hand, and I was like. I like having money more and aye, then my aye. drive for money just overpowered my actual desire of passion or whatever aye, I had aye, so, but that's always been a voice in the back of my head so I've always been curious I remember sitting next to PTs training their clients I'd pause my phone I'd be doing my set and I'd be like he's doing his set and I was like oh that's an interesting way of communicating that and then so think of that over the space of 10 years of training mm-hmm. that every like always been curious um, always kind of talking to PTs always like like still a wee bit taboo about money because I thought the reason I never got into PT initially was there's no old PTs and anytime I spoke to my parents about it there's no it, old PTs as in 28 Oh, older PTs. <laughs> <laughs> There's like you look at you look at careers and things like that, and like, you don't, you don't really see a guy in these, time. Very rare to see a guy in his fifties mm-hmm. close to retirement and stuff like that. So I was like, ah, it's really probably best that I go into into Aye. the corporate world. Um, so we're about, so yeah, so we back up operations, and then I moved into the engine. So in operations, this was I would say this was the next step up career wise running a bigger team, bigger operations, more experience, dealing with a lot more director type people. Mm. Um, and that kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit. Fast forward a wee, wee year, COVID hit, the the operations said it's own drama and things like that. But I was like, right, what's next for me? I'm getting, there's that, I've lost that spark. I had the spark initially, like, Aye. what's next? And then another job came up, which was another step up, which is, this was something I was, I was quite excited for. I was like, this is it money wise. Like, mm-hmm. 
there'll no be yes. honestly that I was thinking like this I'll get this life. a company car and, I, and this is this so is cushy. this is big bucks in my eyes at the mm. time and I thought right I'm going to go in for it and I was going for it for for the audience like people that's listening to this this was a, I was going to take over an engineering team and I have no engineering experience so I like if you had to if you were backing a horse I was I had I was the one running with three legs I right so I didn't I didn't think but I was like you know what I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna show them that doesn't matter where you are lead, leadership wise I'm I'm the guy to have and managed to get this job over engineers that were applying for it engineers that were covering teams like I felt I felt pretty proud and Couple of, couple of months into that, the spark was gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, I tell a lie, like, couple of weeks. weeks. Right. I'm not even getting the weeks in first. So I was like, right, cool. So we do this, right? Okay, you do this and you go out and do visits and you do this. And then I thought to myself, holy shit, it's the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same, just at a higher level. Aye. It's the exact same. I had, a, I had more people and I'll get less time. I think, like, uh, when you look at studies and that, they say once you reach over like £60,000 or £50,000 in salary, <laughs> Your life does not change. Like the, the mental aspect towards money does not change. Yeah. So you need to be trace, chasing something that you oh, aye, genuinely sure, really enjoy. Sure. So, and I was like, fuck, I felt like, I, I just like, no. I was like, what, what did I do? I, mem- I remember going back and forth with Jillian and I was like, we, we actually t- it tested our relationship because I was um, a, a moody bastard, more so than what I am now. Uh, but I was going to say, like, fuck man. <laughs> like, I, like it, it, it did. It just like bled off into everything that, that like outside my life. And I was like, what is it that I want to do and then I was like you know what fitness wise this is like I've always said I wanted to go into PT and mm-hmm. I started training people from my garage gym a year before alongside this job friends that start, uh, uh, friends and family started with Jillian's sister and then Jillian's mum came on board and then um, my mate reached out to me and then my mate's brother came to me and then his girlfriend and, just, bit just, I, and then I was like I love this but see when you were talking about last episode thinking back to when you you think back to how you train people. I was like, man, I was XLs. I was like, right, I'm going to write everything down. Oh, uh, right, weight wise, I think we were lifting this last time. Let's lift this again. Aye, so aye, it, was, aye. it was a shambles, and I think back, but I had that spark, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it anyway. I I'm going to pay a course, and I'm going to do a crash course at night. Aye, study for it. Similar to you, mm-hmm. it's like, what all the shit this oh, is, man. So, mentally so, so exhausting. Mentally, like, terribly, like, I don't I even know sk- why. So, it's just so hard mentally just to push yourself through that. I, I, was, I was skipping over modules and I was like, right, let me just go to the, the exam. And I'd be reading the question, like, where's the, like, what's the desire to so come I, and me knowing this I don't know why, like, when I done mine, I would read the question and go and fucking type in... Oh, I'd done that as well, so... I, I would type in the, the, the big words that were in it, and it would take me to the page in the module, and I would just write it in. Aye. And I would just continuously do that. And exactly. Then, like, when I... Control once, F. I, <laughs> once I set that away, it took so fucking long to uh, actually go through. So, my, I'd done my exam on, like, because you're doing it from home. This was, this was the one beauty of COVID, because I didn't have to go in. And I knew if I went in somewhere, I'd flop it because I hadn't been reading as much of the material as I should because it, oh, it, it you, didn't... Would you have to have done an exam in person? Yeah, yeah. So I would oh, have had to do it like right, where right, it was marked. So it was that. a wee bit open book. Right. So I would have on my phone, the, the thing for your phone was don't let your phone time out. So I'd have my phone up and you've seen the setup I've got. I've got three screens. Aye, aye. I'd have the you module, the paperwork, and then I'd have Google. And any question I get asked, I was like, right, cool. Don't get me wrong. There was someone I was like, boom, boom. And I was like... Easy peasy. I know what the microbiome is in this in this cell. I know uh, what uh, um, yeah. I know the synovial uh, fluid that's, uh, that's between yeah. the between the joints. And uh, I was like, uh, I'm, I'm learning something. But then I was like, that. I, I, do, do you know what I tell? I thinking back to it, I can see where some value lies, but there's a lot that doesn't. What done it? I'll tell you what done it for me. 
I had to, so in my practical work, I had to write a programme for a lady that I've never met before. Um, the criteria was she was 75 years old, she had all these pains, and she had, but she had sign-offs from the doctor that she could work out. Mm. And there was 10 slots of exercises that could do. I filled out three of basic movements, mm. but I wrote a comment at the bottom saying, I would actually be taking this person through a movement assessment before I planned any workout for them. Mm. And I sent it back. The guy responded to me saying, there's 10 boxes there, I need you to fill out 10 exercises. Uh, and that, I, that was pretty similar to me. Like, <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, well, I'm just, I, I'm not going to try and do this the way, like, it was like a programme card, write this programme card, and I was like, writing it like, wait, what I would actually set up for myself, yeah. and what I would set up for other people, and he was like, nah, you just need to fill in the boxes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, I'll just, so I'll just made up exercises. And it's like they were, t they didn't give a, they're, they're so disconnected for the world, to the examiners. Oh aye. They might, they don't get me wrong, there's always bad people in the jobs that they do, but there might be some good in there, but the, I think the people, the, where I went and hearing from other PTs, it all seems to be the same. Well, it's the like same. Course. They're just looking for you to do the, do the exam pass and get you to fuck. True. And then <clears> if <throat> you do well, you do well, if you don't, you don't. Like they yeah. don't really, they don't care. You know what I mean? They've, they've got it, and then they're off. No, easy, easy. So I so the um, got my I got my qualification, but when I realised I wasn't taking that job, you get a bonus as a manager every year in June, and I was like, here, I've gave this company nine years. Don't care if it's a new operations I'm in. I've worked hard this last couple of years through COVID, and I'll be I'll be staying this through. So I was binding my time, and I was trying to do stuff. Do you know something in me? I feel bad for the guys that I was running. I was their leader. I tried to be the best leader I could, but see how hard that was going. And I'm I'm not gonna be your guy when when I leave. Uh, I, can't, yeah, I want yeah. to help you. So I'd still be giving that job everything so much so that when see when I handed my notice and I stayed an extra three months. Mm -hmm. My notice was one month. Mm -hmm. um, I stayed an extra three months to help them out. Even though I was good to go, I'd say my 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 goal was save up six months worth of bills. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry, and now I'm going to make this PT, uh, PT thing work. work right. And if it doesn't work, I'll not well, burn my bridges and I'll fall back. That's to again, that's another thing. Uh, money stresses, people get caught up in money stresses. Mm -hmm. If you just sit for six, to a, six months to a year of your life just working hard, mm -hmm. like, and genuinely working hard, like working every hour you can, your money stresses will pretty close disappear. And I understand that anybody's listening, they might have kids or that. That is, that is different. But if you're a single person and you're out there struggling for money, and you have no health issues, then you can work seven to eight hours a week for six to six months to a year and get out of the situation. Yeah, that's something we skipped over with yours because you you done a you done a graph to like yeah, work, yeah. work up the bank balance a little yeah, bit. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. So I had no savings uh, when COVID hit, and then I had like over over five figures. Do you know what I mean? A year later, I'll tell the tax man. Eh? No, <laughs> no, we won't we won't put any we won't go into details but I saved a lot of money in that time when I was working 78 hours every single week mm -hmm. obviously after furlough ended that was right in there and uh, that's what I would say everybody if you're single and you here's my number <laughs> <laughs> no but if you're single and you you love your parents there's no reason why you should be skint mm. do you know what I mean I, I personally I personally believe that do you know what I mean Aye. I, no, I can see where you come from so um, bye Aye, so that's that's what kind of led me to eventually making the 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 stint and getting mm -hmm. into into PT, but as I said, there's no, it wasn't just like a, a rash decision. But and done. You've, you've got to look at that, like how much effort you put in and just becoming a PT. Like mm -hmm. what people do is, I'm going to become a PT, do the course, and then bang. You already had that structure of I'm going to have six months because you knew when you first went in there, I'm not going to make that much. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm going to do a lot of work for free. Like you need to do a lot of work for free. You need to learn how to coach people because even if you know how to coach, like and you say in your head, I know how to coach. Mm -hmm. You don't really. You meet new people and you're like, fuck man, how the fuck uh -huh. do I get them to do this? Mm -hmm. 
I, I can't get them to do this for them. How do I get them to do this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going through everything that works with everybody, and there's always one person who just can't get it. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, aye, aye, and I think as well, over the over those nine, ten years of working out, I was always, I was still learning. My own time was listening to fitness podcasts. It was mm-hmm. um, watching YouTube videos of different bodybuilders, different form, learning through that whole time as well. I think if I tally up how much I've spent working with different coaches myself and buying different programmes, I'm sitting at around, I'd say close to 10k of mm. different programmes. And let me tell you, there's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of shit. And that's what driven, drove my passion of, there's a there's still a big market. And I thought, I, so anyone that you think, oh PT, look at Wisher for example, we could probably rhyme off 30 PTs I think, straight easily, away. Easily. So people look at it and say, ah, PT market's saturated, but... I'm telling you, like, even within that, no. I think everyone in PT is definitely trying to do their best. I, I honestly believe they're trying to do their best to help people. Mm-hmm. There's a small group that are ruining it to make a quick buck. Well, there's, a, there's definitely, and there's, but the people who are doing it, there's so many people out there who have really good intentions, but they don't put the effort in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And you, you, you'll know, and I know the effort that is required to give a good service is fucking a lot harder than you think. Aye, definitely. Way harder. Definitely, so... So that, that's my that's my journey. That's where it took me to. Yeah. Any more questions on that? No, no, Mr. no. Interview guy. Aye, aye, no, no. It was a. Uh, it's obviously good to hear that. <laughs> I think that everybody can learn so many things for that. See, like having a. If you want to go into your passion, you need to build up to it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not just I'm going to be this the next day. It's I'm going to have this structure. Yeah. You know, I'm going to save up for six months and then I'm going to get into it because you realise a lot of people's passions don't make them much money to start with. No, they don't, they don't, but uh, there's that, that quote, if you if you um, do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life, but it's been the opposite for me. Like, I, I do love everything I do. But <laughs> work every day of your no, life as do, well. I do something you love, and I, I love it, the, the twist on it, which is you'll work harder than anyone else at your craft because you mm. want it to work. Like, and that's and that's the beauty of it. So, um, so yeah, we spoke, obviously, folks know that we, we are from Gym 24. Aye. If you're just tuning into this episode, then... Yeah, we we're out gym twenty four in in, in Wisha and similar to yourself. I I don't I just don't know what attracted me. Manny asked me that question. He was like, "Why why did you choose here?" Because I live over on planes aye, outside the country, and he said there's like ten gyms that you drive by to go aye, here. Aye, aye. I don't know. I just like the I like the market, and then I, I remember walking in, and he's he's over at the 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 fly machine, and I was like, "Can I speak to the owner?" And he's like. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how you doing, man? And you know what, man? He's like, it's like, it's quite hard to, to read him oh, at the start. Yes, and I was like, yes, yes. so I'm just about to qualify my PT. I was like, look, I've been in the space for a wee while. I've been training some clients and that. And he's like, right, right. And then I thought, I thought the people that I was learning off, I thought they were big names. Mm. And obviously now that no man, he's not on social media. I so he, no he, idea. I, so, he, so, so, I was, so I thought do. that was going to be my way of like, oh, this guy, he's been learning off him. He knows his stuff. Aye. So I was name dropping people and he was like, don't know who that is. Aye, and aye, I was like, aye. oh, um, aye, so, uh, but I've also been uh, doing Listen, this, and he's like, ah, don't know who that is. And, he's like, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm bombing this. this. And I was like, I'm just in, I'm going to work out. And he said, I work out, and I can tell. So he's clean, right? This is this is a, a story that's came back to me. So you know how meticulous Manny is, way how clean the place has to be, right? Crazy. So I seen he's cleaning it, and the place looks spotless. And I had my first uh, coach crosser jumper that Jillian got me, and it was grey. Mm. But you know when you get a new jumper, it's got the oozy bits inside. Aye. So I'm on the lap pull down, and I'm working up a sweat. So I went to take my jumper off, and ooze went everywhere. And I was like, <gasps> he's got his jacket on. No, I was like, I didn't even clean it up. I just, <laughs> I was like, from my water up, and I was like. 
Ah, that was it already. I'm going to just go walk by this and I, I remember saying, good gym, good gym, Harold, and hopefully you see you soon. He goes, I'll be in touch. Aye. And then he, he reached out to us and he reached out to us and he, um, he asked us to come into an interview and met Tony and mm. the rest is history. The rest so, is history. The rest, the rest is, is history. Obviously, so, t- t- why don't you tell us quickly about your like your months of training then? Because you've obviously been training at the gym for like eight months now. I know. I so well, it was November. I so it's actually coming up to a year. So, and this is quite crazy to think. I think we should do another episode on um, the PT side of things, like how right, to I'm like five that. five aye, tips, aye. like to get aye, started to get with your started. PT. Oh, Because we like we, I think we both went through a lot of a lot of learning there. So. I came in November, I didn't not understand gyms too much, knew about PTing, but I was curious to learn about the business side of things. So once you know how the business side of things, you can start thinking, right, how, do, how can I benefit this place? So mm-hmm, similar mm-hmm. to yourself, learn classes and I, I was never interested in the, um, I was more interested in the self-employment side. I wanted to be my own brand, my own person, but I know um, Manny, he wanted, like he was looking for staff and I said to him, look, I'm quite Aye. curious to learn if there's space for me to come in and I, lo and behold, he, he's, he's, he's supported us through that. So, mm-hmm. but throughout that journey, it's just literally been a, I was, to put it in perspective, I went over there on Boxing Day and I was hustling on that floor, Go cleaning on. up plates and just, how's it going, man? Oh, uh, you in here working off the turkey? But for any of you who don't know, Dale, Dale <coughs> I can talk here, but Dale can talk to MD anytime, <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> It's you know just, I mean? It doesn't even matter what mood he's in, he can talk to him. I'm like, man, just I get in that mood, I'm like, don't even talk to me, man. Get away. <laughs> it's just a natural gift. Mm, um, a gift. That's not that. I guess it's something that's been refined over years aye, and years. Aye. But I remember speaking to a guy, he's still my client, Liam, um, speaking to him and he was like, oh, I was looking for a PT. Boom. And I'm, so I'm not a sales guy. I would never like pitching that, but it's the way you, you like people need to like you before you go into this oh, and that's why I think there's, like there's a lot of value I think we can communicate to, mm-hmm. to newer PTs and how oh, to aye. grow your business and stuff so to put it in perspective from um, officially kicking off in January I would say was when I've started um, trying to grow my business it took me one month to get my books full I would say I, I put them in um, I'm saying that holding up quotation fingers here but um because I've, I've not actually closed my books until recently but I, I had north of 30 clients in that in that short space of time and, and don't get me wrong a lot of them were free but a good majority of them have stuck on in and I ended up either upselling to a block or upselling a program or upselling something from the majority of those people so that's what kind of gave me reassurance I, I I'm on the right path I think what a lot of people when they obviously go into PT even if they're going out for free or they're paying that always that first month they're like I'm not going to pay that much or I'm not going to pay at all mm-hmm. and then after you give them that first month they're like you know what that actually I, I feel Show the value. 10 times better that's what I said so. I feel 10 times better and they're like right I'm going to, I'm going to, come, uh, I'm going to come on there's, there's so many there's so many golden nuggets there but I, I think we do another episode on that but um, if, if it just gives you the opportunity because you need to do well, don't you? You need to show value in oh, the first aye. while. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's a wee background about me, folks. I'm sure that we've both missed over quite a lot many, of stuff. Many, many things, many, uh, many. But it's, if, it's, it's obviously hard to go to everything all the time. I know, it? it's, I hard. Know. it's hard. even hard for us to like communicate because nobody's really asked. Oh, what would you do? What's your background? Mm-hmm. Like, how long have you been? Like, it's like basic questions. Aye, this aye, is like actual bad. interview style. Aye, aye, aye. That's why it was a wee bit weird in, in Gavin's uh, podcast. Aye, aye, so. aye, yeah, if you ever see Gavin's podcast, I fucking went tonto on that man. Aye. Well, I guess I don't know when we'll release this, but it's probably worth shouting out. So his his podcast is called Chat Shit Get Cancelled. 
Um, that was a, that was our first experience on a podcast. Uh, obviously, right here right now, but we are pretty confident. But that that we were nervous as fuck for that, yeah. and uh, we always appreciate that he he got us on. Oh, that. nice, definitely sound guy, definitely. Uh, really nice guy, and we had a wee chat before it, and that really <laughs> got us fired up to do this. Do you know what I mean? So like, that is after being on that, we're like we were yeah. that sparked the sparked the um the, the grit to go on after this so mm-hmm. um, I, that's Gavin McKinley PT I'm sure his, his Instagram handle is so so look, I think we're just over 30 minutes with this so let's well, we wrap it up let's here so, so we'll do the social media call it so obviously <clears throat> we are personal trainers by the way and we're personal trainers in Gym24 and my social media handle is Raw Gym Fit so R-A-W-J-I-M-F-I-T cool and you can find me at Coach Crosser, which is C R O S S A R, and we do have a joint page. So the the podcast that you listen to is uh, Bulletproof Mindset UK um, on Instagram's Bulletproof Mindset UK. UK yeah, cool. Right. So I'll see you guys in the next one. Have a nice one, you sexy bastards. <laughs>